Driven Society Podcast. This is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Weeks. Sir, and with another installment of the Driven Society Podcast. Uh, brought to you from the good folks at Driven Society. There you go. Claps and snaps. Definitely. Shout out to Red Bull Studios. Fitness. We appreciate y'all and the homie Hassan. Yes, sir. And in with us on this uh, auspicious occasion is uh, none other than the uh, project director at the New York City Department <laughs> of Health and uh, co-founder of the Building a Dream uh, not-for-profit organization, Ms. KK Shapiro. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Um, also mm-hmm. joining us on the mic this evening oh. is our uh, CMO and co-founder, Miss Natalia Savreja. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, thank you for that introduction. I got to roll really mad R's. I really felt it. That's crazy. As you should. It's, yes. it, it just makes sense. That's funny, <laughs> so. um, yeah. Um, so dope to have you on. Uh, we got to. I got to meet KK actually at speaking. She, what was the high school name again? Name of the high school? George Westinghouse. George Was- Washington House, right? <laughs> Westinghouse. Um, Westinghouse. <laughs> Definitely Westinghouse. Westinghouse, right? Actually, a few, I feel like I had a few family members that went there, if I'm not mistaken. But um, um, Nat hits me up about it, tells me to come through, like, to talk to kids. I love talking to students. I actually have a curriculum in South Shore High School, which is crazy. Um, so the opportunity to come and talk to kids and hear about this curriculum you guys have created is this, this um, platform you guys have created to offer resources and tools to this demographic, these high schoolers, um, has been amazing. And... We went in there and we talked about what we do as a creative agency, um, telling them this type of skill sets you have, telling them how we also have an unconventional story that may be similar to yours and you can still go out there, do what you love, um, have a successful career and really contribute to your family and your lifestyle. So thank you for the opportunity. What you guys doing are like super amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was really fortuitous to have you guys come there because I feel like what Driven Society is doing is so similar to what we're trying to instill in these teenagers. Mm -hmm. And let me just tell you a bit about how Building a Dream was born. So Brooklyn Youth Sports Club has been operating since 2009, but it was always focused on academics and athletics. And there was really no emphasis on like career development, entrepreneurship, or all of those tangible skills that you learn outside the classroom. Mm -hmm. So realizing that there was this sort of gap to be filled and that, you know, not every talented high schooler is going to go on to go to college. Some of them are going to not go to college and become, you know, entrepreneurs or they're going to become musicians or fashion moguls, whatever Mm. the case may be. They didn't have any avenues to pursue that. Mm. And so for them, it just kind of felt like this big dream without any real resources to get there. Um, And Mm. so out of that, building a dream was born. Mm. And really the idea is to take this like multicultural group of teenagers and teach them all about career development. So not only do we do the boring stuff like resume building and, and, you know, mock interviewing, but we also place them at internships. We also have them um, host several events throughout the year. We have field trips. We have lovely people like you guys who come and talk to them and kind of share your stories and say, you know, keep your eye on the prize because this is possible. And these are the steps you need to take to get there. Mm-hmm. So it was actually a really great match having you guys come in. Nice. Yeah, it was um definitely super dope, man. They would definitely engage. And you, one thing you find, especially about um these students in, um, in this area, how creative they are. And you find that a lot of them definitely want to, like, take unconventional approaches to how they um, make money. And a lot of them do want to go to college, which is great. But do you guys identify which students you deem like 
okay, this person's mm-hmm. probably a more creative route. This person's probably a more entrepreneurial mm-hmm. route. Are you able to identify those students? What qualities do you see from some of these students that you can tell that they're going to take a more a different type of path? That, that's a good question. So from our program, starting out with Brooklyn Youth Sports Club, it's really open to anyone, any athlete, non-athlete. It really didn't matter. Sports mm. were just like the hook. Mm. Then when it came to building a dream, we started to get more selective. So it became an application process. It's not just an open program that anyone could join. Right. And it's funny because like our initial thought of like what type of kids are we looking for? We both thought you know those kids you see on the subway who are out selling gummy bears or packs of Oreos? Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are the kids. Like yeah. those are the kids. Hustlers who are not afraid to go out there mm-hmm. and kind of put themselves out there, be told no, but at the end of the day, like they went out and they hustled. Absolutely. So that was like the type of kid we started looking for initially. We weren't really looking at grades. We weren't looking at like write this essay and let us critique it. Like it was so much more of an abstract kind of skill set that we were mm. looking for and it's really it's that drive that creativity and almost like this sense of confidence and mm. and you know that's not to like rule anybody out because that's something that you can definitely build and foster over the years and that's part of the the program's mission but we were really just looking for kids who had like kind of a bigger vision right. not just like i need to get these a's and go to school not that we are like poo-pooing school. Like I'm all about college and education, and all of that. Absolutely. But you know, it, it takes more than just what you can write down on paper and get a grade for. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of um, uh, skill building or uh, cur- curriculum do you guys offer? So it really varies. We meet every Saturday. And we're either doing one of like four things. We're either having guest speakers, like when Travis and Natalia came, and it's basically set up like really informally Q and A style. The speakers will tell a little bit about their background. They will, you know, talk about their road, what got them to where they are, and then we'll open up the floor to discussion, it's like Q and A. That's one scenario. Another scenario is we'll take them on field trips. It's like one of my favorite, and I'm pretty sure one of the kids' favorites too, was when we went to Sweet Chick. And they, so we like had the owners kind of like give them the behind the scenes tour. Like this is what it takes to run a business. This is my story. And now I'm a restauranteur and I own all these restaurants all over the city, LA. Um, and kind of like say that story about coming up. And then they like cook this whole feast for us and let us see like the sneakers that Nas designed. Like it was nice. dope. And it, it excited the kids, mm. you know, like certain things that happen in the classroom, they could excel, but it doesn't excite them. And to see how excited they were, I remember specifically when we were leaving, one of the kids was like, I don't want to leave. And like, that just felt Mm. so good. It was a Saturday afternoon. He's 16 years old. You know, all the other things he could be out there doing. And like, he wanted to be there. Absolutely. So that was really cool. Um, So there's the field trip component. There's the workshop component where it's just like, all right, let me teach you interview skills. Let me teach you how to network. Like if Mm. you meet someone who you're interested in, how do you approach them? Mm -hmm. So there's that. Then the fourth component that happens during the summer is like internship placements. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, In in terms of the the children or young men and women that are coming to uh, your program, what are some of the, uh, I guess, um, like, idiosyncrasies or like habits that they're coming with that you you see um that's common amongst their age group or or possible um like cultural mm. what have you what, what are there's what are some um you know like uh habits or things that they have that you see that possibly need to be reformed um, in a way like you know fair speaking or need to be reformed like bad habits or yeah or or improved upon rather Mm, Okay, that's a good question. I would say that a lot of them 
kind of lack like the ability to want to speak out and be different. And I'm going to give you an example. Again, when when Natalia and Trav came, like, you know, we had a really great discussion. I felt it was very intimate and that they really put themselves out there. And then when we opened up the floor, I think Natalia asked, like, what do you what does everyone in here want to do? It was like crickets for a little while. And that's really mm-hmm. normal and natural. Like that could happen in a room full of adults too, easily. And, you know, eventually we started like calling people out. I mean, there are kids in that that room that have clothing labels. There are kids in that room who are about to graduate and have like internships with the NBA. Yeah, one, of them gave me, sorry, one of them gave me a headband. I wore that during every yeah, day. Like, you know, a headband? Yeah, it's just fly. And it's <laughs> they're, fly. they're really high achievers, but I think we we are living in in a culture where you're almost like afraid to let your light shine. Mm. And it's like, no, like tell him that you're a clothing designer. Like Mm. I want you to like shout it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I think that that will come with age and, you know, all of that confidence building and things like that. But I would say that's something that kind of needs to be worked on a little bit. Indeed. Because I want to ask a question on top of this to hear your opinion, because it just came out that Facebook, Google, and I think Amazon um, might be misspeaking that um, you no longer have to have like a college degree required to get a job. Mm-hmm. Here. Mm. What do you feel is the reasoning behind that? Like, what do you feel? What did they what do you feel they found as far as like, you know, there may be talented people under that just, you know, don't have these you know certificates to like get right. to the next level? Do you feel like that was a positive thing or? Absolutely. Mm. I don't think, I think that there are certain professions and careers that you have to go to school. I don't want a doctor seeing Absolutely. me who never went to school, right? Creative. But, there was a doc, Dr. Love. Remember Dr. Love, the story? That's a long story. That sounds like a story <laughs> worth telling. <laughs> oh, the 17 year old? He was like a, like a fake Doogie Hauser, <laughs> yo. He opened up oh, a whole wait, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's amazing. Twice. He was taking like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, OB, yeah, he was an OBGYN. That's like my plan B if everything doesn't work out <laughs> is just to like fake it till I make it. <laughs> pretend to be an OBGYN. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's an amazing thing. And I think it's a highly hypocritical system to say that to work at Google or Facebook or any of these big tech companies that you need a diploma when you look at like the pioneers of the field who mm. never even went to college. Right. You know, you can be creative and a mastermind and business minded without having to take like economics. Absolutely. Oh, I think it's a great thing. And I think it opens up this space to people who once felt really discouraged and intimidated by it. Like, uh, I can't go to college. I can't even afford it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go like, you know, work at a McDonald's or, or whatever outlet I feel like is available to me because it's a last resort. So bring us back a little bit, because I really want to hear about what even motivated you to start this. Um, so it was kind of like the perfect storm, if you will. So Brooklyn Youth Sports Club, like I said, has been operating since 2009. So like we had our 501c3, like everything was already all set up and good to go, which set the stage for us to be like, all right, well, like we kind of can go any which way we want now. All the hard stuff is out of the way. And then... Johnny, as most of you know him as, <laughs> runs Cinematic. And we were like, this seems like too good of an opportunity to not like leverage. Because mm-hmm. we wanna engage these kids who are really highly talented and motivated, but just maybe not academically. Or maybe they are academically, but they also have like this desire for more. So how can we mesh those two things? And so that's when we partnered with Cinematic. And building a dream became this kind of like entrepreneurial music, fashion, um, business motivated program for kids. And 
personally speaking, the reason why it really means so much to me is because I feel like we live in a society that's so competitive Mm -hmm. that if you're not starting young, you are very, very far behind when you realize what you want to do. And for me, I think when I was like 24, I was like, oh, you know, actually, I think I want to be a doctor. Mm. I went back to school to NYU and like tried to take these classes that I never took before with undergraduate students who were like, oh, yeah, I've been working at Mount Sinai since I'm like 15. And I'm like, to get ahead these days, like you need to start young. And that's what I'm trying to really instill in these kids. Like you don't have to know exactly what you want to do, but you have to like build that grit and that work ethic early. Absolutely. Um, How is there any like part of the course that really talks about the value of finding a mentor and relationship building? You know, it's interesting. I think that it comes up every now and then. I know that you guys brought it up when you were there. Mm -hmm. And it really is so important. And every time we have guest speakers come, like we kind of know who your main audience is. Like, for example, when you guys came, we really wanted you to meet Phil, the one with the clothing clothing line. Like we were like, this is, they're going to hit it off. Like this is a good connection for him. Absolutely. And so we encourage them. It's like, okay, well, this is what's called networking. Mm. And you need to have the confidence after this talk to go up to them and say, hey, I'm Phil. I have a clothing line. This is my work. And like, I'm looking for an internship this summer. And like, or I'm looking for a mentor. And so we, we try to kind of like gauge our, our kids and what their interests are and then like align the speakers to that and, and encourage them like, okay, after you need to make a connection mm-hmm. and, and try to like build that. Fire. Because the culture plays a big part in like what, you know, inspires these kids. Um, do you ever sense, you ever like, you know, try to pinpoint different points of inspiration? Because sometimes the culture is great, but then sometimes it kind of also like makes them think that there's shortcuts. To even though like even an uh, entrepreneurial route most likely is a harder route, right? You're not now it's just not just forty hours for a job where you get a salary. You're actually putting in all your time. Like you really don't have that much time mm-hmm. off. Is there any points of um inspiration that you try to express and like let them know about? Um, because it's so like there's there the the youth is so inspired by the culture, and I oh, think yeah. sometimes it like it really like warps them to think that oh I can you know that. It's a shortcut, and they could, I could just put out Instagram profile, but mm-hmm. there's a lot more work to that. Yeah, you know I mean? Natalia and I had an interesting conversation about this tonight over dinner, just like the pitfalls and also the amazing things that come out of social media. Mm. And one of the pitfalls is definitely that. It's like, I'm going to be an influencer, or, right. or you know, I'm going to like use my Instagram to leverage this population. And like, yeah, that could definitely happen. Is it going to happen often? No. Right. And so like kind of trying to show them like while your thousand followers are awesome, like you also need to be like doing the work, the real work, Mm -hmm. the work on the ground, Mm -hmm. not just like what you can show. So, I mean, I definitely think there's like a culture of of like immediate gratification and like, you know, oh, I'm going to like push this idea out Mm -hmm. without any like real action behind it. But I mean, I think for the most part, like I feel like our kids are really action oriented. So. Right. Absolutely. Um, one of the young ladies emailed me too about the sports oh, marketing. So okay, I'm like, yeah. I'm putting in a word for other people to like come and talk. Yeah. To her. So um, yeah, it's uh definitely super dope. Where do you see the vision of the program going? Like, what's your vision in this time? Sure. Um, so I, I would like, this is our second year. So all of our graduates from last year are either like working or in college now. Nice. And we initially opened the program to 
juniors and seniors in high school. Now I think we have like a mix of 10th, 11th, 12th and some college students. Mm -hmm. So really, I just want to turn it into like a very comprehensive career development program where like students are realizing what their goals are, what their ambitions are, and then they have the resources to like get a summer internship doing that and have that on their resume and know going into college, this is what a resume is. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I've done that before. Like just to build that confidence and like not even necessarily the work experience itself, but more so like the grit, Mm -hmm. the grit to like really go for it. And the other thing, I don't know how this hasn't come up yet, but is Brooklyn Spread, which is the annual festival that we started last year. Mm. And it was kind of like a culmination of the whole year of, of programming. And the mm. idea was to have like a music and food festival that really emphasized Brooklyn and brought the culture together and was family friendly, adult friendly, and like just all around good time. And it was a fundraiser oh. for building a dream. And so, like, last year we had T-Pain headline. We had Sweet Chick donate food. We had, like, Fire. yeah, I mean, it was awesome. We, we had, like, so many different artists come out and support us and different um, food vendors. And we had it in Brooklyn at the Bell House. This year our vision is, like, more of, like, a real festival style. Like, we're trying to do it at Brooklyn Bridge Park. I don't want to speak too soon and jinx it, but, like, we just pinned on our proposal there. Nice. So it would be... Yeah, it's the dopest park in the city. I mean, you have the whole view of the city and it would be on the turf with the basketball courts behind it because part of the festival is a basketball tournament. And so like to have that unique space where you can do both at the same time Mm -hmm. is like really ideal for us. So that's the other thing is that like eventually this festival really grows synonymous with building a dream and it's almost like a governor's ball or something. Super lit. Fire. Definitely. Um, I think we have a, a call coming up. Yeah, which is very in line with the building a dream and Brooklyn spread, right? So should we pause it to Yeah, sure. Does he know we're calling in? Okay. I mean I told him it was seven fifteen, but this is like perfect for John. I'm sorry, but the person you called has you a voicemail box that, that has not been set okay. up yet. Let's try again in like a minute. Bird. Great job so far. We sold it very well. Word. How long has it been so far? Just curious. About like 17 minutes, I think. 17 minutes? Wow, that's short. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Should we try again? Mm-hmm. Some red bull behind you too. If you want it. The yellow one is the best flavor. I'm sorry, but the person you called <laughs> has a totally voicemail box uh, that has not been set. Nine one seven three seven. Goodbye. Thirty eighty eight is yellow. Yeah, just give it a minute. Mario is yellow. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Like particular? Well, I definitely want to talk about the health stuff that she does too. Oh, cool. Let's do it. <clears throat> should we try one more time or should we? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. 
Hey. Hello. It's KK, Natalia, Travis, and Franz. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Chilling. How are you? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Loud and clear. We're about to um, actually. This is Franz, by the way. We're gonna uh, patch you into the uh, to the recording shortly. Cool. You wanna uh, go ahead? Yeah, sure. Um, on the line we have uh, Johnny Shipes, the founder of Cinematic Music Group. What's going on, Johnny? Yo. What's up, brother? How you doing? What's the word? What's the word? Sorry, right, I couldn't be there in person. No, so I had to uh, call in because today's been a long day. So, so good. I'm here. In, I'm there in spirit. It's all good. No worries. We just um was chopping it up with KK about the amazing Build Your Dream platform you guys have created. Um, and amazing things you're doing in the community, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, you know, like, we definitely stress at the company and just in general in life, you know, how important it is to be giving back to people, and you know, in, in, in need and, you know, just people that might not have the right guidance in life, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that that's just part of what you're supposed to do as you come up. So for me, KK my company because a lot of the people that work for me mm-hmm. as well you know like they just happen to do their own charity stuff not even the building a dream stuff but it all comes together really nicely because so many of the people around me you know are doing the same things are really caring about like you know others and people in need which is really important and especially in this time of uh the world which yeah definitely yeah absolutely indeed man um Super amazing stuff. Actually, also even with um cinematic man, the the, damn, the eye you you guys have for culture has been like really phenomenal, man. Like some of the uh, the figures that um you've bring to life in the music space, the big crits, the uh, um Nipsey Hussles, the uh, you know Vashti's, these Joey Badass. These are all artists that um I really really rock with, or like a really uh, dope artist in the culture. So salute on that too, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, now that's just been, you know, I, I like value really good music, you know, versus like chasing the the fads or the trends and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think that because I don't like chase what is exactly popping this second, I, I get lucky enough to, to work with artists that are more long term or like, you know, just good career artists, you know, which is what I prefer. Absolutely. Stuff that I actually enjoy listening to, you know. Indeed, man. So and- let me... And your and your tra- trajectory too was very unconventional, right? My what? Your trajectory to where you are now was very unconventional. Meaning, like, like, like how I came up or something, or what yeah, like you with cinematic. Is a big word. No, but no, even I know with, what it means, but explain like what, what exactly you're asking. Well, even with like the music, um, even before you got there, just talk to us a little bit. Bef- what were you were what you were doing? Um, I was throwing parties, DJing, you know, just trying to make ends meet, hustling, uh, you know, anything that I could to just stay in the mix and keep my uh, head above water and you know, mm-hmm. you know, floating so that I could have the opportunity to get to you know some success stories at some point nice who was the first artist that really made you feel like okay cinematic we here now this is a thing we're making a splash um, in the music game uh well it's hmm. a good question i don't know i mean i feel like any type of 
you know, for Nipsey Hussle on and mm. not, not taking away from Sean Kingston, but like that was probably right. the first big artist I found. Sean, like, uh, you know, like he wasn't necessarily on brand for what cinematic is. I think like mm-hmm. when I worked with Nipsey, Big Crit, Joey Badass, Smoke Dizza, you know, those artists are really what you think about when you think of cinematic. So I would say any one of them, like I guess Nipsey, because Nipsey was really the first artist I signed after Sean Kingston. Nice. So, nice. Dope, man. Yeah. Um, nice. So I got a funny story for you that I got to get out the way, okay. right? <laughs> okay. All right, bet. So, you know, now, uh, <laughs> um, you know Natalia she's uh, my co-founder with Franz with Driven Society we do a lot of agency stuff dope so when I first moved back to New York right from from Jersey right. I really wanted to get in the music game right I'm on Twitter I see it I already knew who you were I did my research I see a tweet from you right it's funny I'll tell right. that story I see a tweet from you and it goes like applying for internships Oh, oh yeah. meet me here, right? Yeah. <laughs> so right. I'm like, all right. Oh, if, don't tell me you were one of the guys that came to the internship. I'm one of the guys <laughs> that came nah, to the internship, bro. So I think, right? I think at the time you were yeah. um you, you were working out of either <laughs> complex or echo offices somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The echo offices. Yep, yep. echo offices. So I come in a blazer. <laughs> A blazer in a suit. I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up in a blazer in a suit. I saw Driven yeah. Society. Driven Society was launched. We was doing our thing. We was super early in the game. Pulled up in a blazer in a suit, right? Um, That's fucking <laughs> but you funny. But you know where this story is going. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, of course. And I so, remember you now. Right. I, th- too. I think Phil, I think was. I think his name was Phil. I'm not, I'm not, I might be mistaken. But um, he was like, yo, yeah, sit right here, boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, I forget who it was at that point. Yeah, but yeah. There was a camera set up in the interview, just a room, and I'm like, "All right, this is cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is interesting." Johnny comes We're through in the room. Back. Oh my bad, my bad. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, the camera comes in the room. They like come in the room. Boom, boom, boom. I sit down. Johnny comes in the room, and this shit is wild. Like he's acting bugged out, <laughs> right? And I'm like. A lot of this shit is a blurred little phasey too, right? So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm a cool dude. So I'm like, this shit is funny to me anyway. So I'm like, I'm gonna play along with this shit. Um, but yeah, he comes in, boom, boom, boom. I had to, uh, <laughs> he pulls out some butt. I had to roll a spliff, and I, you know me, I, I didn't know how to do that shit that well back then. You feel me? But I rolled some bullshit shit. It was wild things going on. People coming in and out the room. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'm like, yo, this can't. This is my. By the way, this is my first internship interview. By the way, and I never had an interview internship since. But um, that shit was crazy as hell, man. And uh, yeah, we're we're actually we're we're uh we're actually like bringing back the intern pranks pretty soon over at Cinematic. We were talking about it this week. I'm going to do some new shit. It's long overdue. That shit was crazy. You know what's for? Do you know a guy named Ziggy? Ziggy um, he, you know, is one of my guys. He said he was with you and then he was like, he hit me up because he, he was like, he saw me. He was like, he thought we worked together or whatnot. But um, that's when yeah, they yeah, brought I it back. Ziggy. Yep, Ziggy's my guy. And that shit was crazy. That was that long ago, but you know, we kept going and you kept grinding and we kept grinding. So it's a small world. You know what I mean? Right. We came back together. Well, I was telling uh, Travis about just KK and you, John, and our upbringing and used to spend all our Thanksgivings together. So when he tells me about the interview, I was like, this cannot be real life. It was crazy. Full circle. Wait, I, I missed that. I'm sorry. You broke up for like the last 
Oh, no, no, that I was telling Travis about just our upbringing and our Thanksgivings that we used to spend, you, me, oh, KK. Um, so I was I was yep, just dying old, when he told me. dysfunctional Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The good old days. Mother <laughs> mayhem. <laughs> oh, Johnny, real quick, man. I wanted to, um, you know, ask you, since you're a seasoned professional um, and, and trailblazer in the music industry, could you um could you enlighten us on the like the last one or two pivots you had to make, you know, seeing as mm. how the industry changes so rapidly, you know, what's true today might not necessarily be true tomorrow. Just so you know, enlighten us on, on some pivots or that you might have had to make recently or previously. I mean, you know, I definitely I I, I went through I'm young enough to have experienced like the the digital revolution mm. and be able to kind of like move with it to getting caught in like the old semantics of how the music industry works. So like I watched it go from, you know, the the days of selling CDs to to when like Napster and shit was illegal and mm. LimeWire was like getting mm. flagged for downloadable music or streamable music, you know, or downloadable music and now that's what the whole game has changed. And so I got lucky enough to kind of just see the ups and downs of it and, and now be this age and still young enough to adapt to it and, and, and you know, uh, make a, make like a career out of it, you know, turn it into a positive. I think that was like a, a, a good, uh, important time for me to be in that mix. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't know what I was doing. You know? Right. Indeed. Where do you see the music game going now? Like, especially with streaming, um, do you see the music game taking any more pivots or like any other artists that you you have working on that that you have in your in your eye right now that you're ready to sign? Yeah, I'm always trying to find artists. You know, as long as they're really good quality. There's there's mm. some kids out there that I'm looking at. I can't say because A and R's might be secretly listening to this show. Indeed, and mm. fucking steal my <laughs> artist that I'm looking at. Indeed, man. I salute your um. But, the, the but level I'm definitely I'm looking at I'm looking at some good new stuff, you know. Nice, nice. But yeah, man. Um, we had KK in here and talking about the program. Um, it's amazing. This came full circle. Um, we really love what you guys are doing in the community, man. And we really definitely want to support, especially the the, the festival mm -hmm. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Spread, Spread yep. that's coming up. Um, that was exciting. The fact that you guys had T Pain on last year to really come out and support the community. Um, any ideas, any things you guys got coming on for this year, for next year's Brooklyn? Yeah, Spread? who do we have coming, John? Who's who's our headliner? <laughs> Very. It's just putting you on the head. spot. Um, yeah. Nah. <laughs> I mean, we're working on some good headliners. We don't know who the headliners are going to be yet, but we're going to definitely have a big festival next summer. You know, KK's running that. Oh. Um, and you know, it's gonna. We're just continuing to build the name and the brand of it which like is you know, very important to me, just like it is to build the music company or any of my other companies. Oh. The giving back is just as important, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely. A couple questions we always uh, finish the podcast with. Um, actually, I like to ask both of y'all that. So KK, we'll start with you. Okay. You're stuck on an island. Oh, three albums. Ooh. Which albums are you taking with you? Okay. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Ooh. That's like Travis's favorite album. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill is one. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. This is very tough. Thought provoking. Mm -hmm. I would say maybe B by Common. Mm, that's a good one. I like B. And. 
I'm trying to pick a Kanye album. I know that's very controversial right now, but I will <laughs> die the is, biggest. I will Jay die the biggest Kanye fan. Yeah. Natalia will testify. Yes, <laughs> we both are. Um, I mean, Yay yeah. was fire. Yeah, my beautiful dark twisted nightmare yeah, fire. There's no Kanye album I don't like. Right. 808s is my least favorite, but other than that, I'd take any of those. The for new my album third. too. You like the new Ye album? Yay was fire. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I thought so anyway. Johnny, what about you? My three favorite albums, if I was on a stuck on, on an island. island, yeah, definitely Outkast, uh, mm, Aquaman, oh, nice. You know, I could I could swap out Aquaman, uh, and uh, AT Aliens, but I, I'm gonna go with AT Aliens. That one really hit my it hit me hard when I was in high school. I respect. I that. would definitely have to take Tupac All Eyes on Me. I respect mm. that. I haven't heard and that I one yet. Think I think it's not uh, either either Nas Illmatic or I would go with some island vibes. If I was going to be stuck on an island for the rest of my <laughs> life, I might that. have to go with like, you know, one of my favorite like Bob Marley albums or like a Peter Tosh album. But we'll stick to those three. If we're talking <laughs> hip hop, it'd have Tosh. to be Illmatic, All Eyes on Me, and fucking um, AT Aliens. Dope. So, all right. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, Johnny, for joining us. And then us. one more question. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's so funny that, that, that it turns out that you're one of the kids that did the intern pranks. Yo, uh, one of the kids. Link to, <laughs> I appreciate you having me on the show. Yo, Definitely you know, Johnny, if you if you were so happy and, you know, come up on that footage, Delete you should probably shit. send it to a Franz and Trevor <laughs> yeah, Society. Check out, check Definitely right send it to Delete Franz and Trevor Society. Right Delete that shit. Oh, my God. This is so great. I'll I can't wait to right see now. it. And we're on the driven society podcast yep yeah so, so we always ask all our guests kk what drives you what keeps you going to do these amazing things in healthcare and in the community uh i would say equality mm. yeah clean johnny what's up oh all good oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good we He's appreciate like you for having on um so the people where to find you on the socials yeah yeah you can find me on ig it's kk underscore shapiro and I don't have Twitter because it's annoying. <laughs> and I don't do Facebook anymore. So hit me up on IG. And um, and the organization. Yeah. Follow BKYSC, short for Brooklyn Youth Sports Club, or Brooklyn Spread. But we need you guys helping us with that. We need to, like, grow that account. Yes. We'll we're on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Indeed. Word up, G. So, like we always say at this time, stay driven, y'all. Stay, stay driven. driven. Thank you guys for having me. Stay